come with me and you'll see into a world of pure imagination <laughs> welcome to riley big ben column an e-bag checked or wrecked chocolate factory for those who don't know <laughs> gabe is backwards for e-bag i don't know where i came up with that nickname but it just kind of came and stayed so yeah anyway <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the nfc north and like usual this is before the games have started so we're gonna be covering the vikings packers and bears win to loss ratio to see who came in first second third fourth then we're gonna go be going and covering which quarterback is the best in the NFC North, which running back is the best, which wide receiver, tight end, defense, and coach is the best in the NFC North. And like usual, we're going to start with Riley Big Ben Column. Yes, sir. So, Riley, who is your first, second, third, and last place? Like I usually do, I will start from the bottom. I got the Lions going 6-10. and 10. Okay. I think the Lions are actually improved this year. Um, they brought in a couple of new studs. I like DeAndre Swift. I think him and Carrion Johnson will have a good little one-two punch. Um, I like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I think Stafford being able to play the whole year, hopefully, is, is solid. So I like Matt Stafford still. I think Matt Patricia will probably get fired after this year, but yeah. I think they need a new <laughs> He is not um, a good run. I haven't heard a lot of good things about Jeff Okuda in practices. I heard he's not doing too well. But hopefully yeah. he can clean that up and he'll be good this year for them. Because you, you gave up Darius Slay. Hopefully it's for a reason. So Yeah. Well, I mean, Okuda was supposed to be legit. And yeah. He just hasn't looked good in practice. Burnett has been practice. doing better in camp than Okuda. Right. And so I, yeah. I hope he just – it's just practice jitters and he'll get out in the game and he'll perform well. But um, I got the Lions going 6-10. and 10. Okay. I got the Bears going 7-9. and nine. Okay. Um, and that's based off their defense. <sighs> Mitchell Trubisky, I'm sorry. He's just bad. I just, I've never seen anything good out of him. Yeah. Um, I know Matt Nagy believes in him, but I think he needs to stop and put Nick Foles in. Um, Trubisky, I, he's going to be this week one starter, and that's, that's fine. But I think he'll get pulled about week three or four, and they'll put okay. Foles in. But <sighs> – I have a weird fit suspicion that they won't do that and they'll let Trubisky play most of the year. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I don't think he'll do anything good for them. Allen Robinson is a really stud receiver. I like that. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Graham's old, but he could still give you some catches. I didn't know Jimmy Graham was on the Bears. I yeah, looked that he's up on the and Bears. I was like, wow. And so, I mean. Stayed in the NFC. He, yeah. I mean, he's still going to go out there and make some catches, but he's not anything special right now. Yeah. Um, after, after the Saints, dude, he's washed. Yeah, he's pretty washed. He had like yeah. one okay year with the Packers, but okay. Yeah, but besides the that. defense though is really solid. Obviously, yeah. Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, uh, Roquan Smith healthy is scary. The yeah, picks really solid guys all the way around. Um, I have them going seven and nine, but I think if they start fulls like I'm, I think they should early in the season. They might even be able to go eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere in there. But uh, yeah. And then I got the Packers. What do you think? Why? So why do you think they are starting Trubisky first? Do you think it's just because they're trying to build up confidence and trust? I think it's out of pride because you took him number two overall, and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were on the board. That's true. They have to like they're like trying to prove that they were right in some regard. They can't just give up on him now. I'm like, wow, we screwed up. We missed two quarterbacks that were obviously all time special, and we took this guy at number two. 
Yeah. So I think it's somewhere it's pride. And I think at some point you just have to just let go of your pride and say, Hey, we were wrong. We need to start over. Yeah. Um, okay. That makes sense. But that's just how I think about it. But then I got the Packers in third going nine and seven. Okay. I have them making the seventh seed. So I think they will make the playoffs as the seventh seed. Um, okay. They, they aren't as good as last year. Clearly, as I mentioned in our draft uh, podcast, I just think the Packers kind of did Aaron Rodgers dirty by not getting him a receiver or any kind of <laughs> offensive threat and drafting a quarterback who's yeah. supposed to replace I heard him Jordan Love right? has not been doing good. Yeah, and as we were talking about, it's kind of expected. But um, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers should feel disrespected. And as I talked about in that episode, I think he should leave next year. But for now, he's still a great quarterback. I just think they have nobody to throw to outside of Devontae Adams, and that's scary. So yeah. it's going to be Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers to rescue the day. Um, they still have a good running game. Aaron Jones is obviously really good. And that kid, A.J. Dillon out of Boston College, you see those massive thighs he's got, dude. He's dude, be he a solid looks back and like back. Saquon Jr., dude. Right, and so that was a big pickup for them. So they're going to have a really good running game. Um, their defense is still good. I obviously, was well above average last year, really good. They had the Smith brothers, quote-unquote, Preston Smith and Zadarius, really good players. Yeah. Kenny Clark just got paid the big he D got, tackle for them. He got some money. Might, might have been a little bit overpaid, but he's still a really good player. Yeah. Well I still have questions it. about their secondary. I like Jair Alexander, but everyone else. Jair Alexander okay. and then Savage, right? Darnell Savage. Savage, he's okay. I mean, I, 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 I like Savage. I think he's going to do a lot better this year. Yeah, uh, agreed. So I got the Packers going nine and seven. And then in the one seed in this division, I got the Vikings. Yeah. 11 and five. So they'll be the three seed. Okay. And I was actually a little bit low on the Vikings offseason, but trading for Unique and Gakwe was big time. Yeah, another, dude, another, that was element. that was huge. I was so mad yeah. because the Raiders were in talks of it, but mm-hmm. oh, I think we had like like six million dollars in cap, and there was like no yeah. way. Yeah, there was yeah, no and way. so Ngakwe is one of the best strip sack artists in the league. Like For he sure. could really create turnovers. He creates havoc. They lost Everson Griffin to the Cowboys, so replacing him with Ngakwe is big. Yeah, and Daniel yeah. Hunter's hurt. It looks like I don't know if he'll be able to play anytime soon, but if he can get healthy. Again, another stud. Yeah. Um, they have Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr, really good defense. And then Kirk yeah. Cousins, he really – I mean, he beat my Saints last year. I, I, I'm i still bitter, but I respect that he was <laughs> able to win a big playoff game. Yeah. that was the big talk against Kirk Cousins, that he couldn't win big primetime games. But, yeah. hey, give him credit. He went to New Orleans and beat him last year. So I just think the biggest problem with the Vikings is going to be their offense outside of Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Yeah, but I really love Justin Jefferson. That's my thing. That's what Justin Jefferson could be good, but, you know, just like I, we always I talk about, you every, can't really talk about rookies. Yeah. I watched every LSU game last year, and he just really caught my eye. He's such a stud. Yeah. Um, I think Cousins will, like, be able to replace the amount of throws he got to Diggs and throw him to Justin Jefferson. Hopefully. Really and I think Herb yeah. Smith Jr., the backup tight end. Smith, yeah. That's a solid player, too, that I think they can get more targets for. So I got the Vikings going 11-5. and five. Um, I don't think they'll do out too much in the playoffs, too much damage, but I think they'll still be a solid team win the division. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I uh, I think yeah, I have the same exact order, but just a couple different like win to losses. Okay. So I'll start with uh, the top. I have the Vikings winning the division. Okay. Ten, five, and one. Ooh, a tie. I like yeah. that. So, and just like you said, like. I, their defense is just really good. Harrison Smith, Anthony Barr, Yannick yeah, Ngakwe. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And so you have 
all these very good players and mm-hmm. you have a pretty good offense. You know, I still have faith in Kirk Cousins. It's just when it comes to primetime games. I mean, he's getting his wish. I remember he said, I'm fine with playing out, playing without fans because he can't perform under the pressure. Oh, <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. And so he's getting his wishes. So he might actually do better. Could be. Yeah. We'll see. And then I have the Packers going 10 and six, okay. you know, you can never count out Rogers, you know, he'll make, He'll make a piece of rust look like gold <laughs> with uh, Anthony Lazard or Lazard. And, oh, yeah. Alan Lazard. Yeah. Still or Alan Lazard. Lazard yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you got um, obviously Devontae Adams. And then, you know, the rest is just kind of peewee league football players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I have the Bears. Actually, I have them going eight and eight. Okay. So nothing special. So I think they'll make 500. And then I have the Lions going five, 10 and one. Okay, you got the Vikings and the Lions tying in a game? Yeah. I okay. always just – I've always seen the Lions always tie someone. And so, <laughs> That's true. Week one. And so, I, yeah. And so, yeah, I always see them tying. And I think I think it's like week – it's like later in the season where the Lions and the Vikings play. Okay. But for, the, for the longest time, I've always seen the Lions just like tie with someone. I don't know why, but it's like always been trending with them. So, right. I was like, you know, yeah. But – yeah, so then I have – oh, yeah, for a quarterback, who do you think is going to be the best quarterback in the NFC North? I think we're pretty consensual on quarterback, running back, and receiver. I think we are. Yeah. But quarterback, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is still the king in the yeah. NFC North. Yeah. Cousins hasn't proven it just yet. Stafford doesn't have a good team, and then the Bears Stafford are Stafford gets super injury-prone. So, yeah, and the Bears are a mess. So Aaron Rodgers, for sure, I don't even want to even go into it. He's just he's the – Is Mike Glennon still even in the NFC North? No, he's in, he's in Tampa Bay, right? I think I have no idea. I think I know the Raiders waved him. Right? We used to we used to have him, but I thought he I don't went know where back. Mike Glennon is anymore. Does not that it matters. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious because I was gonna say Mike Glennon, but I don't think he's oh, the okay. <laughs> running back. I'm. I think. I think I. Think I, I th- my guess is I think you picked or uh, Aaron Jones. No, I picked Dalvin. Oh, you did. Yeah, I picked Dalvin as well. I only said that because I think Aaron Jones is gonna split more carries now that AJ Dillon's there. Yeah, that's the only reason I went with Dalvin. But Dalvin's still the most talented for sure. Yeah, Dalvin is a freaking animal. And also, I actually drafted Dalvin, and I was, like, really nervous because I was like, oh, man, like yeah, – The holdout and everything. Yeah, the holdout. But, I mean, I saw reports, and he said that he's going to play. Go, yep. Yeah, he'll be good. So And then receiver, I think we're the same as well. Devontae, yeah, right? Devontae okay. Adams. Okay, now I think we're going to get a little different, so let's go for it. Okay. Who do you think? For tight end? Yeah. I'm going to go with – TJ Hawkinson. I have TJ Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this yeah, this division's not super talented at tight end, but I think Hawkinson, he really showed a lot his first couple of weeks with the Lions, yeah. and then he got hurt, went on IR, yeah. which sucked. But obviously he played at Iowa. And to play at Iowa, I mean George with Kittle, no he's like monster yeah. tight ends. You gotta be good. And Hawkinson can block. He's a great receiver. Yeah. He's a really tough guy. So I really like Hawkinson. Um, I don't think I think Kyle Rudolph is going to split touches with Irv Smith Jr. So I think Hawkinson Irv. clearly is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of a sick name, Irv. Irv, dude. I don't know what it means, but Irv. <laughs> yeah, I have TJ Hawkinson too. And yeah. I mean, you basically covered it. Because yeah. I looked at the other tight ends. I mean, you got. Yeah, um, you got Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, I th- Mercedes Graham. Lewis was a close second. Jimmy but Graham, I mean, yeah. when Mercedes Lewis was on the Jags is when he was really good. Yeah, he was pretty good back then. Yeah. But um, defense, I'll go first this time since yeah, you go seem it. to be overshadowing all of my picks. Uh, <laughs> I have the Vikings. Okay. 
Do you have the Vikings as well? I also have the Vikings. Yeah, and I, I mean, we covered it. I mean, you got Harrison Smith, Yannick Ngakwe. And then who's the other uh, defensive tackle? What's his name? Uh, I mean, you're talking about uh, Stamar Stefan or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. good. And then, yeah, Anthony Barr. And then you but just I think have, we have like, all these players. good guys. In the, huh? Uh, who do you think is the best defensive player, though? I think we have different ones here. Mm, if I had to go best defensive player, I mean, I would have to go Khalil Mack. Okay, I was going yeah. to, but I'm actually going to pick somebody I think is more important. Roquan who? Smith. What? I think Roquan's no, come on, dude. Defense. He is a stud, dude. I think dude. he can be the next like Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner kind of guy. Excellent tackle. He just hasn't done good, ball. bro. He I know he not. got hurt his second year. He was great his first year. He got hurt his second year. And so I I'm gonna pick Roquan. I got a feeling about him this year. Okay. All right. Keep your eyes out on Roquan then, guys. Yes, sir. All right, what, what about coach, Gabe? I, I picked Matt LaFleur. Okay. Well, we have yeah. different ones then. Okay. Go for Matt. Okay. Yeah. I just think uh, going into the system at in 2019, when the year before you guys, the Packers did terrible, mm-hmm. like terrible. And I know, reckon, I mean, they had, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. They had Deshaun Kaiser just hunkering down the defense yeah. or the offense. Basically, you should have played on defense with how bad he was. <laughs> yeah. And so. <laughs> But, I mean, going into that um, year with uh, her Aaron Rodgers and able to figure out a system to where they can compete and go into playoffs and then get obliterated by the 49ers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of being like, okay, what do we need to do to win? Sitting down with players and, you know, because going in as a first-year coach, you don't have the respect as someone that's been in – the league for 10 plus years five plus years or even been on the team for like two plus years you know you know you're a fresh new coach trying to figure it out and i feel like he really earned the respect of his teammates Mm -hmm. by not being a power hungry type coach and being like you're gonna listen to me he like truly earned the respect by like getting on their level and being like what do we need to do to win yeah you know it's not it's i i don't care if like i'm this power hungry coach or I have your guys' respect. At the end of the day, I want to win, and I know you guys want to win, and that's what we have in common. So how do we get there? Yeah. And so I feel like that's a that's a he's a really good coach. And so yeah. it was either him or Matt Patricia. So <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, I think it takes a lot to coach Aaron Rodgers, especially as a first yeah. year head coach. As oh, much as for I love sure. him, it just I feel like is the yeah. head coach older or younger? I think he's slightly older. Oh. But, um, I mean, still, it just yeah. takes a lot to coach yeah. a guy like Aaron Rodgers who just knows probably more than you do, and at least he thinks he knows more than you do, right? Yeah. And so I think That's it a takes a lot. Time. So I respect Matt LaFleur, but I'm going to go with a coach that I've respected for a long time and who finally got a playoff when last year was Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. Um, I like Mike I like Mike Zimmer, Zimmer a lot. I respect him. He's a good him. guy. Um, tough coach, but, uh, I mean, he gets the most out of his team. Um, as I said, he won a playoff game last year, big time. Yeah. And then, yeah. obviously, they got obliterated also by the Niners, but – I mean, it's a step in the right direction. I like Mike yeah. Zimmer. Yeah. No, I, I think Mike Zimmer is a really nice, good guy. And he, I feel like he's like that coach that isn't just a coach. He, like, wants to know your person and wants to be there for you. Yeah. And, like, I saw that especially because I saw this video in the NFL. And I think the Vikings were, like, the first team to step out and talk about civil rights and talking okay. about that. Right, because, yeah, what happened to George Floyd in their own town. Yeah, right? exactly, right. in Minneapolis. And so – 
they were the first team to come and talk about it. And Mike Zimmer left it up to the team. You know, he wasn't saying, this is how we're going to do it. Right. This is it because he's never felt that way and he doesn't want to take control of a situation that he's never experienced before, you know? Right. Yeah. And so he was saying like, all right, I give this to the team. Like I respect you guys and I care about you guys, not only on the field, but outside mm -hmm. of the field. So what can I do to help? And I feel like the team talked to him and felt comfortable enough to say, this is what we want. And this is the direction we want to go. We want equality for everyone. And we want to be able to talk about our, not just, football we want to talk about our feelings we want to talk about our anxieties or depressions and how we've been oppressed all these years you know because a lot of um a lot of like what is it analysts talk about you know and just like shut up and dribble is a famous quote and right. you know just just shut up and play the game like don't bring politics into the game you know and personally i feel like politics should be brought into the game but to a certain extent you know, when it's taking up the entire game, then it's not really fun anymore. Yeah. But it should be it should be a topic that is talked about because I feel like for a long time it's been just kind of swept under the rug. You know, oh, we'll deal with this later. We'll deal with this later. And now it's come to bite them in the butt with all this social injustice coming, and um, you know, seeing Colin Kaepernick kneel and. Um, the NFL not doing anything about it and not letting them be on an NFL team is starting to bite them in the butt and making them look bad, which is, which is just tough. But going back to like Mike Zimmer, he was just, he's just a coach of the people. He's not just, yeah. I'm up here and you guys are down here. You yeah, know, he's a great players no, coach. Great players. Yeah. They, he's right. a, he's a good family guy, especially with his team. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> anyway, Riley, do you have an alternative question? Yes, sir, I do. What is the alternative question, my son? If you, as a human being, could play for any college team in any sport, what would you do? In any sport? Any Ooh. sport. Like, you could be women's basketball or whatever for UConn. <laughs> you're so dominant. But, like, you could play on any team, any sport for any college. Where would you oh, go? Man, that's tough, dude. Uh, I would want to do Pepperdine's Frisbee golf team. <laughs> okay. No, <I'm> just <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. I feel like one, uh, I would either want to play for either Alabama's football team okay. or Penn state's football team because gotcha. Penn state's football stadium is freaking huge, dude. It's cool too. When it's all whited out. Yeah, bro. Yeah, when it's a whiteout game, dude. Yeah, oh, that would so just cool. be so, that would be like a spiritual experience, honestly. Yeah. It's funny because I was actually going to stay Penn State just because of that. But yeah, the other one that I I want to play for Clemson's football team. I just yeah. love Dabo Sweeney and I love the culture. Death Valley, that's so cool. That is really sick. I, I would another that team that I would just want to play for the coach is Coach O, dude. Coach Ozron at LSU. Oh, I feel like I wouldn't understand like half the things he would say. Yeah, and like, say, go die. But you're ready to go to like, war. Right. You're like, I'm, yes. I'm ready. I'm literally ready to lay my life down for Coach O. <laughs> <laughs> and the other team, I would really like to play for Gonzaga's basketball team. They just have such. Oh cool yeah, if I had to choose basketball, I would I would want to choose like North Carolina. I think yeah, North like Carolina. there's like the big like profile schools, but like yeah. Gonzaga is like low key. Like it's like four thousand people at the school. Like it's a low key school, but like a really yeah. Cool I also program. like Gonzaga just because it's a bulldog. 
<laughs> yeah. Understandable, if, sir. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to choose basketball, I would have to go with Arizona Christian University. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Nah. But I also feel like GCU's basketball team would be pretty sick to do. Pretty cool environment. Yeah, because it's like a super lit student section. It's not like you actually go to that school or anything. Yeah, it's not like I'm not trying to plug in like GCU or anything because I go there or something. But <laughs> well, 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 as most good things have to come to an end. So we take you through the tour of Gabe and Riley's Check Direct Chocolate Factory. You, sir, have won the golden ticket. And now I give you the key to the chocolate factory. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh... thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another one of our podcasts. Like I always say, we really do appreciate it. And we love your guys' feedback. And we just want we want to keep that line open of you talking to us. We talk to you. We want to keep it really personal and what you want us to talk about. Because me, Riley, and Audie, we love doing these podcasts for you guys. We love doing it for ourselves. We just really enjoy it and just love talking about sports because it's just a natural thing for us. But like always, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. And tune in next time for Check Direct.